Welcome today to another Slab Stocks podcast. This is your host, Sam. I am taking over a lot of the regular NBA content over at Slab Stocks. Perhaps you saw that announcement on Instagram. I'm going to be doing a regular recording of a brief weekly NBA recap uh, in my mind right now. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to be looking at five younger guys and five, uh, well, 10 younger guys, five that are trending up, five that are trending down, you know, why that's happening, what changed, ha- what changed on the team, uh, what to expect moving forward. I'm planning on starting that podcast after Christmas. It should be a regular weekly one, so uh, you, look, you can look for that to come soon. Today, we are focusing on NBA trade season, which starts up December 15th, which depending on when this is released, could be today or yesterday. I'm recording this on the 14th, so I'm looking forward to trade season starting tomorrow. Uh, the 15th is the start of the NBA trade season because any free agents that are signing the offseason, they're ineligible to be traded up until that day. 15th arrives, the moratorium is lifted. Finally, every player is up for grabs, so you can expect trade rumors and activities to start picking up. And one thing to keep in mind when it comes to the NBA and trades, if you expect a trade to happen, it's probably not going to happen. It seems like every single year we're, we're either shocked at the amount of activity or we're you know, underwhelmed at a boring trade deadline. The one thing that really never happens is trade season never unfolds how we expect. You have all these articles, 12 guys that could be traded, 30 guys that could be traded. The percent of those guys that actually get traded, probably pretty low. Um, so I'm going to be going over some trade candidates now. That being said, you know, so take each one of these candidates with the appropriate amount of salt uh, you know, just use this podcast and this information to be aware of some changes we might see and, and how that might affect those teams. And if you see another trade go down of a, of a bigger name player, uh, you could be on the ball, look at, his, at, look at the roster, figure out how this is going to affect the young guys, if it's going to add more playing time, and perhaps you can be ahead of the curve then uh, as far as the card market goes too. Uh, just a quick note, I am in my home office. I do have two two-year-olds and a baby in my house too so if you hear any crying that's why i apologize for that okay jumping into it my very first trade candidate that i'd like to talk about is marcus morris uh, thinking about the new york knicks the, what the knicks did this offseason is they had all these plans they're going to sign kevin durant and kyrie irving and all these different guys and, and of course we all know they went and signed none of them. They had all this money to work with, and there was a lot of smart ways they could have used that money. Unfortunately, Knicks and smart moves, you know, those don't really go hand in hand. So uh, what they ended up doing is they signed about you know 23 power forwards to, to play on their team, uh, most of them to one-year deals with a one-year option. Uh, one of those guys was Marcus Morris. He's actually been playing really well so far. I would expect him to be one of the more likely players to get traded. Um, if Marcus Morris does get traded, I have higher hopes for R.J. Barrett. R.J. Barrett has struggled so far this year. He's averaging 14 points per game, uh, 1.2 steals, 3 assists, almost 6 rebounds. Uh, He's shooting only 388 from the field and 301 from 3, so really not very great. Uh, One thing you have to understand, though, with the Knicks... I, I've never been a very big fan of David Fisdale as a coach. He's gone now. That didn't solve all their problems, though. Their, their biggest problems is with uh, with James Dolan in the front office. As long as that guy's owning the team, they're they're going to be backwards in everything they do. Um, 
you know, this offseason, they signed all these one-and-one deals, these one-year deals to these veteran guys, and a lot of them who kind of overlap with R.J. Barrett. You know, it works in a video game, works on paper. In your mind, you say, oh, we'll sign all these guys for one-year deals, let them play, we'll trade them at the deadline, get back second-round picks, get back young guys, maybe even get back a first-round pick, depending on how they go. Uh, doesn't really work like that in real life. You know, these guys are mercenaries. They they understand that they're not there to build a better team. They're not invested in that. They're not there to make anyone better. They are there simply because they're getting paid, you know, twelve million dollars or whatever to be there for one year, and they're going to try and re revamp their value, go back out to the free agent market next year, and get something better. Or they know that if they do well enough, they're going to get traded to a team that doesn't totally suck. So you have all these players piled up on this team that really have zero interest in the New York Knicks or R.J. Barrett. And one of those players has been playing really well, Marcus Morris. Um, because he's been playing well, I expect him to get traded. I'm hoping that this will mean a little more opportunity for R.J. Barrett. R.J. has been playing 32 minutes a night, so that's not the problem. The problem is the players around him on the court are not invested in making him any better you know one of the other things that should help rj barrett moving forward is not trade related um but there's you know there's three point guards on this team dennis smith jr frank nidalkina and alfred payton um the first two i mentioned are not playmakers not distributors by nature um alfred payton He's a little bit older, but he is. Uh, he's not old, but he's a little bit older than the other two. He is He is more of a playmaker. He's more of a distributor. Um, things are looking good for Alfred Payton starting to take over that whole point guard role for the Knicks. So uh, if you have a player that's actually looking around and trying to facilitate, I'm hoping that that'll actually help R.J. Barrett out. Um, so Marcus Morris, good chance he gets traded. Hopefully that means good things for R.J. Barrett. Hey, he can only go up from here, so... Uh, he was drafted third overall. He's still a good player. We're hoping that he can do good things. Uh, one of the other players that I really think has a good chance of getting traded, uh, Davis Bertans from the Wizards. If you've been paying attention, the dude is just an absolute flamethrower right now. He's been going insane this season from three. He's, he's shooting only 11 attempts a game from anywhere on the field, but 8.6 of those are coming from beyond the three-point line. Hitting 465 is his uh, three-point percentage, uh, so just absolutely unreal efficiency from this guy right now. Uh, he's only on a one-year deal with the Wizards, making $7 million. There's not a team in the league who couldn't fit that into their budget or fit, figure out a trade to make that work. Uh, so I, I do expect the Wizards, who are going absolutely nowhere anytime soon. I expect them to try and dangle Bertans and get something for him. Um, if Bertans gets traded, that should mean some good things for Rui Hachimura. You know, Hachimura, he's been playing well of late um, ever since ever since Thomas Bryant went down with an injury. Rui's been averaging just over 38 minutes a game. Uh, he's seen increase in efficiency, increase in rebounds, increase in points. A lot of that has to do with him playing center. He is he is taking some of Thomas Bryant's minutes at the center. In a couple weeks, Bryant's going to be coming back, which should mean that, that Rui will lose a little bit of that, or at least he's going to be pushed outside a little bit more. He'll lose some of the efficiency, lose some of the rebounds. Um, but if they trade uh, Davis Bertans anytime soon, he's getting 28 minutes a game. Rui's going to be getting all the looks he can get. The 38 minutes a night, that should continue. He's young. He can keep up with it. Uh, I don't love Rui Hachimura's game, 
Uh, but there are a lot of people that really do like him. Um, my personal problem with Rui is he doesn't really add a whole ton to the court. You know, outside of scoring, he's 14 and a half points, six rebounds, fine. That's great. Great efficiency. Um, 481 from the field, uh, shooting 86% from free throw. Awesome. That's all great. He just really doesn't bring much as far as playmaking for his teammates or, or defense. Um, but there are a lot of people that like him. If he is going forward, getting 38 minutes a night, some of those, you know, the counting stats that look really sexy, you know, points, rebounds, I'd expect that to keep the keep rising a little bit here. Um, you know, he's a popular player. I think he's the first Japanese-born player to uh, to play in the NBA. So, you know, there's there's a little extra hype around him because of that. And and he, he is a fine player. Um, just pers- my personal taste doesn't line up with him. Um, but if he if he gets 38 minutes a night going forward, um, expect his card prices to keep going up. His 2019-20 Prism Silvers have been going anywhere from 80 to 120 recently. I'd expect that to, to continue here. And if he keeps getting minutes, uh, that should keep rising. He's a, he's a pretty popular player at the moment. A couple other players that could get traded. I want to talk about the Spurs for a second. You know, the Spurs have really been underwhelming this year. LaMarcus Aldridge, DeMar DeRozan, they're kind of just spinning their wheels on this team. I don't personally love either of them as players. Um, but there are teams out there that might be interested. You know, one caveat when it comes to the Spurs and making trades, they really just don't make too many in-season trades. I think that's something they're they're pretty loath to do. The last two in-season trades, they've had two of them over the past 10 years, Austin Day in 2014, Steven Jackson in 2012. Outside of that, really, they're never really adding much at all. So if I had to put this, you know, a percentage to this, I'd probably put it close to 5%, you know, if they're going to trade either uh, Aldridge or DeRozan. Um, if they did, I think it would be great. You know, personally, it'd be really nice to see the Spurs build their team around their two young guards, Murray and White, Deontay Murray and, and Derek White. Greg Popovich doesn't really like playing those two guys together all that much, and I can't correct Greg Popovich. He's the, one of the greatest coaches in NBA history, but uh, I wish he would play them together. You know, in the offseason, there was all this hype about Deontay Murray. You know, a couple years ago, he had all this hype as a rookie. He got injured. He comes back. There's all this hype. He's going to get the job back. Uh, kind of Derek White got pushed to the side. And Deontay Murray, this hype just was driving up his card prices. In October, before the season started, his card, his his PSA 10 silvers were going uh, up to 250 bucks, which is insane for a guy we haven't seen in a, in a year and a half or so. Uh, now they're down to... 120-ish recently. Derek White's, on the other hand, are sitting somewhere in the 60s right now. He hasn't had a card sold since October. Derek White, he actually did really well last year. You know, he was a player that pretty much we all kind of overlooked as a starter last year, kind of thrusting that role because of Murray's injury. January, March, April, he had some really good months. Um, in April, he had a he had a plus 18. Uh, net rating. He had an offensive rating of 123, defensive rating of 109. That's only in five games, so take that with a grain of salt. But uh, January, when he was really kind of hitting his stride, he went down with an injury the next month. But in January, when he was really hitting his stride, 128 offensive rating, 113 defensive rating was really just pretty incredible, and the team was really clicking. I would love to see him and Murray just go side by side and, and build this around them. Um, if DeRozan gets traded, if if Aldridge gets traded, 
there's going to be some usage to spread around. The, the Spurs are going to need to figure out how to score. I, I would hope that, that Popovich will start putting those two together and we can kind of build this thing around them. And, and if so, then especially Derek White, at least, I would, I would hope that his cards will be increasing. I really like Derek White. He provides a lot of value around the court. Uh, he's just the victim this offseason of, of uh, hype because the hype was not going towards him. It was going to his backcourt partner. Shifting east to New Orleans, a um, couple of players to be on, on watch for out there. You know, One of them is Derek Favors. He's on an expiring deal. He's going to be gone next year. Really, his, his timeline doesn't line up with, with anyone else on the team. Um, I, would, I would expect that he has a pretty good chance to get traded. He's only playing 20.4 20, minutes a night right now. They, they split up their center minutes pretty good down there. Uh, Jackson Hayes, rookie, he's been getting 21 minutes a night. Jalil Okafor has been getting 18.2 minutes a night. If Derek Favors is traded, um, he, and he's a good center still, I, I would expect there's other teams if they if they need a center. Uh, think about like a Portland or something. If they if they want a center, maybe they can get Derek Favors. I don't know about the contracts and stuff. Um, but if Derek Favors is traded, I would expect Jackson Hayes' minutes to increase a little bit, uh, Jalil's to increase a little bit. And if Hayes can get a little more... A little more time, a little more minutes. Um, he, he's been a good player. He's been extremely efficient. Um, he's been you know, playing good defense. He blocks a shot a game um, in only 21 minutes. That's pretty good. Uh, shooting 622 from the field. So uh, hopefully he can get a few more minutes and add a few more blocks and a few more rebounds and a few more points, and good things should be happening for him. Another player on that team that could be getting traded is J.J. Redick. If J.J. Redick got traded, well, he's on a two-year deal, $13 million a year. But there are teams that would be interested in him. He is slowing down. He's 35 years old. But uh, if there is a team that's interested and would take him away from the from the Pelicans, then uh, probably mostly benefit you know, maybe like Josh Hart, I guess. My hope is that Nick Alex- Alexander Walker could be getting a few more minutes. He's getting 13 a game right now. Uh, if he could bump it up to 20, and then we could really start to get a feel for him. I'm not saying he's a buy or anything right now, but if you have him, you know, obviously you want to see him getting a few more minutes and see what he can do. Um, so, yeah, if, if J.J. gets traded, hopefully that could be good for Alexander Walker. Another team that is obviously going to try and be sellers at the deadline, the Cavs. They have a number of players that I'm sure they would love to trade. Jordan Clarkson, Kevin Love, Tristan Thompson. Uh, Kevin Love did just sign a four-year deal this offseason. He's making a lot of money. I don't know how they're going to trade that or who's going to be looking to, to bring on all that on the, all that money. Um, Kevin Love's still a good player, but you know there's a salary cap to consider. Also, he is kind of injury prone, and and uh, you know maybe there's not a perfect fit out there for him. I'm not sure. I w- I would say this is a trade that I would love to see happen, but a trade that probably won't happen. Portland again, you know they're they're kind of lacking in bigs right now with Nurkic out. Uh, Kevin Love makes a ton of sense out there. You know, I think you could probably match the contracts of C.J. McCollum and Kevin Love. I don't think that the, the they would do that. I'm not even sure that makes much sense. I haven't thought about it much, um, but. If you could get Kevin Love out of Cleveland, it would be nice for Cleveland to be able to do that. If they did get rid of some of these guys, Kevin Love, Jordan Clarkston, I'm hoping that some of the young guys on this team, Darius Garland, Colin Sexton, Kevin Porter, that they'll see some benefit from the trade deadline. There's really not a whole ton of overlap between the positions of you know their positions and the guys going to be traded. But you know if if Kevin Love gets traded, he is at a 23% usage. Um, Jordan Clarkson, when he's on the court, he's at 26.5% usage. You'd like to see some of that go towards uh, Garland in particular. Uh, Darius Garland, his his silvers have been going for 
anywhere from 30 to 90 bucks bucks so far in December. Um, I really like Darius Garland. He's been absolute hot garbage so far in his NBA career. Uh, just can't shoot worth a lick and not really bringing much to the table. Um, but, you know, young guards, they do often struggle with, with shooting percentage um, and get the guy an opportunity. And if, if we can get him the ball a little more and, and get him a few more minutes, he's just sitting at 27 minutes a game. I would, I would like to see what happens there. Um, another guy that could benefit Kevin Porter. I was talking with someone about him the other day. I don't love Kevin Porter, but you know he does shoot, shoots a lot, scores in bunches. Scoring has at least something to do with with the card prices. Um, if Kevin Porter was getting a little more opportunity, getting 21 minutes a game right now, a lot of his overlap is with Chetty Osman, so I'm not sure where he's going to get those minutes, but. You know, if we lose some of these these bigger names there in Cleveland, and, and some of these guys get moved around, and minutes get bumped up here and there, you're ho- you're hoping Sexton, Garland, Porter can start get a little more a little more time and get a little more comfortable and, and put the ball in the hoop a little more. One more guy that I think probably might get traded, Robert Covington of the Timberwolves. Uh, he has three years left on his deal. He's not an expiring contract at all, um, but you know he really doesn't line up with the Timberwolves time frame at all. Um, there's a lot of teams that could really use a, a, a guy of Robert Covington's uh, skill set. So uh, I'm thinking he'll get traded. thing is, I don't, I don't know who, how this really benefits the card market at all. All we're looking at it is probably going to be more minutes for Jake Lehman and Travion Graham, and, and you know, who cares about that? Um, but maybe somehow we could start seeing a minute increase for a Kogi or Jarrett Culver. I don't really know how that would work. It would be some shuffling of the lineup. But if we could get some of these younger guys more than the 20, 23, 24 minutes a game that they're getting right now, that would be nice for uh, for our evaluation of them and for their for their card prices. So uh, just quick recap. You know, who knows, again, if any of these guys are going to be traded. I would expect at least a couple of those guys that I talked about. Uh, my most, most likely candidates, probably Marcus Morris and Davies Bertans. Uh, if if Bertans gets traded, we should be looking at you know some increase in the Rui market. He's a popular fella, and and I think he'll continue to be popular. Uh, if if Morris gets traded, and and with the addition of Alfred Payton, I think R.J. Barrett can only get better, uh, especially getting Fizdale out of there. R.J. Barrett's silvers in the month of December have been going anywhere from fifty to fifty to eighty dollars. There's really no reason why why he can't keep improving and, and keep gaining some of that notoriety. He's in New York. I mean, the, he, he's going to be a good player, um, and, hope, and I'm hoping that we can just kind of cut loose a bunch of these mercenary-type guys and, and actually focus on developing some of this young talent. All right, well, thank you for listening. I hope uh, you gained something from it. I don't know if any of these things are going to happen, but at least hopefully you can think of, about the thought process behind all these trades and how it could affect, and, and you can go and evaluate the actual trades that happen and and uh, jump ahead of the card market yourself. Uh, Thanks for listening.